The following is a production of the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control-related information and training for pest management professionals. Pest Posse TV is live in the house. Wake up and smell the marketing. <laughs> you are so right, Cully. That is right. Welcome, everyone, to this uh live pest posse tv stream we appreciate everybody being here with us today it is going to be a great one like cully said wake up and smell the marketing that's right so i'm cully christensen visionary and creator here at the pest posse and i'm joined by none other than the man who i'm unworthy to be a partner with <laughs> you're funny you. come on <laughs> that's me you. that's right i'm foster as it says there in my title, I am the head regular captain productivity, making everything happen here without me. This thing would still be floating without me. Cully, you could do this. This is easy. It's all automated. It's easy stuff. You could be doing this. Oh, yeah. Remember, I did it and nobody could hear me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We did have you that we did have you going solo by yourself and it kind of crashed and burned. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Well, it, it worked fine after I finally figured out that um nobody could hear me. <laughs> the weird thing was I was talking to the guest the entire pre-show prep and then when we went live he couldn't hear me it was like wait what happened because <laughs> <laughs> you somehow pressed the mute button that's what you uh, did yeah on my mic I don't know how I did that but nonetheless well you, you know, know that's affiliate here, that's what you do you know you're making things happen as usual so in uh, preparation for this fantastic show, um, just letting everybody know, I am back, I am healthy, I am getting uh, back acclimated to everything after all of my medical issues. Um, they never fixed my brain, but you know that's just probably not gonna happen. And um, so we're restarting the service division of the Pest Posse, and to make this a success in that restart, we decided we decided to hire rhino digital marketing to do our marketing program and we're going to be sharing those results on the show and sharing you know kind of what we're doing why we're doing it and trying to get you guys some good ideas for um for your marketing out there in the pest control industry yeah that's right definitely yeah because you are restarting it and it's great to you got Rhino Digital Media behind you. Uh, we're going to go through those results. And we're going to be doing episodes. Probably we're going to be doing updates on this thing about every three months. We don't want to kind of overwhelm you guys, but we also want to not let it go so far that you guys don't really see the results and see how quick they are and how successful everything's been with those resources that, um, that you know, we're, you know, Cully's using there with Rhino Digital Media. Mm -hmm. And um, I think before we start, let's just get kind of a shout out for some people. We got Shofu um, all the way from Nigeria. He's there live. Welcome, Shofu. So, pause there for a second. So I want to go ahead and give Shofu a little plug, free plug here. He has his own uh, YouTube channel called Insights. And I encourage everybody to go over and listen to that. Shofu has a similar vision to us. Yep. But his is really global. We kind of really focus on the United States uh, in a lot of ways, not that we don't get people watching from other countries, but uh, Shofu's really looking at a global um, vision, which I think is really awesome. And I'm going to be on his show um, coming up in March. 
and we'll announce the dates and post them on our, um, you know, we'll post them on our social media so you guys can listen to that. We encourage you. We're going to be talking about assessment-based best management uh, and kind of some of the little nuanced differences between that and IPM, which really isn't a lot. It just causes us to focus, I think, better on what we need to do to do our jobs correctly. Oh, yeah, I think definitely, definitely, yeah. So Shofu definitely has been doing some great stuff, and he's been kind of a follower of ours for a long time, and we certainly do appreciate all the support and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we also have Brad. Don't know what company you're from. I remember seeing that, Brad, as far as what company you were for, so maybe you can put that in there so I can remember. Uh, But he says, here we go. And then, of course, we got Lance. Uh, He's a great follower of ours as well. He's saying good morning. And then, of course, we got Bluegrass Pest Management saying looking good. So we're in the house with all these people and more. Like I said, you guys can let us know as far as, you know, who you are, what company you're working for, where you're located at and everything. Um, That would be awesome. We can make sure we do a shout out. And if you guys got any questions along the way, put them in the comments there. and We'll make sure we bring those up on the screen. So, yeah, we got a lot going on today. It's going to be a jam packed, um, going to be a jam packed episode and everything. Oh, and of course, then we got Dominic in the house. They're from First Select Pest Control and everything. So certainly do appreciate that. Is uh, technician Daniel, who's brand new there, is watching as well. So welcome, you guys, to the show. Um, so yeah, so we got a lot of stuff. Like I said, we got uh, we got Casey from Rhino Digital Media here in the house with us today, really to discuss Kelly's uh, you know, marketing campaign. What's going on with that? What's been happening with that so far, and how to get all that started, and really kind of how to start your own digital marketing campaign as well, too. So we're going to be providing you a lot of information on that as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Now, make sure you guys uh, go over before we get started here, check out our Pest Posse TV Facebook group and join that so you can be aware of all the awesome content that we release because we are just maniacs when it comes to creating content. And we've got yeah. so much content on Pest Posse TV. And keep in mind, of course, that is free. And uh, the Facebook group is the best way to be informed as to what is coming out on a regular basis. Yeah, that's right. Now, we do have the Pestagram, which is our blog. And once a month, we'll also put on that blog there as far as what we got coming up. But the Mm -hmm. Pestbots TV group, like Cully said, you know, you'll know when we get those new episodes because we'll be plopping those on there. So they'll give you a notification on that. And then let's get a couple more shout outs going on here. Kilia, all the way from Jamaica. Welcome. We certainly appreciate you being in the house. That is awesome. Got Jamaica in the house and Nigeria. That is awesome. Welcome, both of you. And then uh, Brad said he's from uh, Whitley Pest, uh, and they're going to be starting April 1st, uh, a podcasting, YouTube videos, blogging, and stuff. So it's so great to see because, you know, Cully, when we started this in 2017, yeah, there was some, um, you know, there were some podcasts out there and everything, but there really wasn't a lot of video youtube channels and it just seems like more and more companies are really getting on the bandwagon with doing that trying to put out that information and it's really great to see that um great to see all the followers with that and everybody doing that so it's really neat to see how that's progressed over the years that's true and next time we have the marketing overview with casey you'll probably be able to see some of my uh youtube videos that we're doing uh for you know promoting the the service business so yeah exactly uh, congratulations brad that's a that's a fair amount of work and yep. um, actually over and above running a service business. Oh, yeah. Um, that's quite the commitment. So, oh, it job. is. It is definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, thanks everyone again for watching. If you guys like the 
what we're doing and everything just real quick before we start you know you guys can go and buy us a cup of coffee that little donation there starting at two bucks will certainly help us keep bringing this content and this engine chugging right along uh because that's what we want to do here there's a little bit to bring all this to you guys each and every week which we have been doing consistently since 2017 which i think is awesome so uh, yeah. You guys can go and buy us a cup of coffee if you want to. But I think without any further ado, I think everybody's chomping at the bit to say, come on, you guys, stop bantering. Let's get on with it. Uh, if you got nothing else, you think we should bring Casey on? Bring Casey on. Let's get into the meat. Okay. All righty. So let's bring Casey on. Hey, Casey. Hey, guys. How, how are you guys doing, doing this morning, this bright and early morning? I'm sorry about my weird room here. I got no lights on right. me. The sun's coming up on the left of me. So as we uh, progress through this episode, maybe I can open up the drapes. We'll get a nice yeah. bright light like you guys have on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's all good. We can still see you. We can hear you. That's the main thing. That's the main focus of all this. So we certainly do appreciate your time, Casey. We know you've, we've had you on before, and we certainly do appreciate it because we know that you are busy. Um, so, again, thanks for your time today. And why don't, uh, before we get started, you know, for some people that are haven't heard of, of you, Casey, why don't you give kind of a, a brief introduction as far as, you know, who is Casey? Sure. So my name's Casey Lewis. I'm the CEO and founder of Rhino Digital Media Incorporated. And for the purposes of this show, and I think sometimes I get people a little bit confused, we really do business as Rhino Pest Control Marketing. And we've been working in the pest control niche now really about 10, 12 years. My background, I, uh, um, before I came into this endeavor, I ran uh, sales and marketing nationwide for AT&T Yellow Pages that became YP.com, that became DexYP, that became, I think they're now Thrive. But I bounced out of that um, back in 2011, took my retirement, left. I was very frustrated with the way that they were leaving the marketplace. Uh, went and started running Digital Media Incorporated, went into content marketing, and really went out into the marketplace initially to work with businesses that needed to su um, to supplant or replace an old Yellow Pages strategy. And um, been, we've been working at it ever since. We've got we're a smaller, we like to call ourselves, I guess, a boutique agency. We have about twenty people that work in house. We're on a payroll. They're not all in one location. We do have remote people, but they're all on the payroll. And we're dedicated now really to one single um, um, choice group of, of clients that we want to work with. And those would be in the home services business, lead and predominantly pest control. Okay, good. So to add to that, we met Casey at one of the expos. I don't remember if it was Pest World or one of the smaller ones. Um, and we started talking to KC. We've been trying to actually work with a marketing company for a while. And one of the things I really liked about KC is I started listening to his podcast, which I encourage you all to look up and listen to. That's, um, what is that? Pest Control Domination Podcast. Is that right? It's called the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. There you go. Yes. Okay, there you go. And yep. The thing that really set Casey apart to me from all these other entities that I've talked to is that Casey was breaking down on that podcast exactly step by step what you needed to do, how you needed to set your website up, why you needed to do it that way, so on and so forth. Um, 
and nobody else I've asked, I've worked with all kinds of, I've worked with a number of different companies and nobody's ever gotten me any real results. And, um, and they've never been able to explain to me why they do what they do. It's always been kind of vague and, you know, it's going to take some time, which Casey said the same thing, except for I'm not seeing it take any time. And we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, and uh, so I just have been very impressed and his crew really works well together and has helped me out a lot. And, it, um, you know, just giving me step by step, it hasn't been really hard on for my from my perspective of what I've had to do so far. Um, I've definitely got some things I need to keep working on, but overall it's been a great experience. So um, that's great. That that's said, great we're going to move into yeah. the meat of this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's good to hear. You know, I'll pick up on that a little bit. So there's a term for what I am and I forget what it is. <laughs> and they talk about it in all these marketing books where um, I don't mm. consider myself to be a good influencer because I don't really know how to sort of brag and make myself, you know, try to bolster myself up as a guru, etc. But on the other hand, I do know I've got 40 years. I ran a sales force of 4,000. I mean, I've done a lot of things. And so what motivated me and inspired me was I would listen to a lot of podcasts with young people really pontificating all of their great knowledge and all of their great background and all the rest of it. But the things that they were explaining were not right. They were incorrect. They were wrong. They were a little bit of, of fluff. And so I thought, you know, I've got to straighten this out. I can, I can give the correct information. I was a little nervous, but I just started doing it. I think we have about 12 episodes out now. But what's interesting is um, I've not done many things that have been as successful as this podcast has been so quickly, where I've got people calling me, people sending me emails, people reaching out. And it's it's really been a positive thing. And so I appreciate that, that you picked up on that. But really, my only inspiration, I listen to these other podcasts, and I create an episode that I believe will tell a little bit better uh, what they were trying to do. And I'm not necessarily being, um, um, you know, negative on any of these other, everybody's doing the best they can. Yep. But I think that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's ways to explain some of these things, like you said, Cully, where it's more of a coaching manual and it's more just about here's what you really need to do. And here's why, and there's no secret pr proprietary behind the curtain kinds of things going on. And you have to be a partnership with your clients. So they know how hard you're working to try to get these things to come into play to where you're now getting leads, you're now getting indexed and all those wonderful kinds of things. Well, as well as that, I think part of the difference too, Casey, is that mm -hmm. you're considering your audience, right? Um, you and I talk a lot about, I think there's a bit of a concern that I'm going to be creating content like I'd be creating content for pest control professionals. But I talk to my customers completely different than I talk to my pest control professionals because I realize they don't know. And both of the time, they don't want to know. That's right. They want to know that I can handle it. I mean, when I started in this industry, I knew nothing. I mean, literally, I knew nothing. I was dangerous. <laughs> I knew so little. <laughs> And I used to tell my customers, and I had no idea what I was doing. I'd be like, no problem. I can take care of that. 
And then I'd go to my truck, I'd call my boss on the CB radio and be like, okay, what do I do for this? <laughs> How do I kill this bug? Right? I had no clue, but I didn't let the customer know that. I right. let them know, you know, because they didn't care anyway. They they called me because they wanted it solved. And you know, the fact that I had already worked even a few weeks in pest control, I knew more about pest control than they're ever gonna know in most cases, right? Yep. Because I'm out there doing it. And even though I didn't know anything, I was able to have at least enough confidence and knowledge to know all you need to know as a customer is I'm going to take care of it and I'm not going to poison you or your family in doing so. Yep. No, exactly. And that, I mean, that's half the battle, right? They just yeah. want that confidence. They want to feel good. They want to like the person they've hired. So yeah. yeah. And same thing. You go to an expo and you get some, you get somebody who's really smart. We've seen them a number of times and they're, they're not, again, they're not considering, now this doesn't happen all the time, but they're not considering their, um, their audience and they're talking to the audience like they're all college students. Yeah. Well, we're not college students. In most cases, we didn't go to college because that's just not how we learn and we didn't want to be in school anymore. And now we're listening to somebody who's using college words and we're like, lost. Yeah. You know, yeah. they exactly. need to bring it down to the pest control person's level, which is what we attempt to do, but still educate and, and um, you know, cause there's really technical stuff we have to, we should know as professionals. Um, yeah. And every one of our people I've met can, can learn that um, because they have the brains. It's just, they didn't want to sit in school anymore. I don't blame them. I didn't stand school. Yeah. Well, and you know, th there's something to be said that you learn things by doing them. Yep. You can go so far about learning things to talk about them, which is very different. And this is what I'm talking about. You get into this thing with these influencers and gurus out there, and they have the, the academic knowledge. They have the understanding. They can write an article or a book about it, but they've not really actually physically done it. And that's no, what exactly. happens. I listen yeah, to these whole guys. different story. Yeah, and I'm listening to them, and I'm like, and I'm talking to myself while I'm listening to this stuff. That's not true. That won't work. Let me tell you. What. And so I've come to the point I now take notes when I'm listening to this stuff on what they were basically wrong on. And then that becomes my my podcast. I just go talk about. And I don't again, I don't tell anybody where it came from. I just go do it. But it is. You're exactly right. I've, I've, I have my two sons, as you guys know, work in the business and what I've said to them because they come from this generation is if you're going to learn it, you got to teach it. Yep. And if you're going to teach it, you got to know how to do it. So go learn how to do these things because now when people call you, it's you've been there before. You can just say, okay, go do this, go log in here, go check into this, etc. So yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean about guys standing up there pontificating all this information and you're trying to process it like, well, that's all great. How the hell do I apply that to whatever I'm doing? Exactly. Yep. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Exactly. So exactly. we could go on with this. I, as usual, got us off on a bunny trail. Well, that's uh, what you, that's what you do. Hey, and real quick. I mean, this, this is kind of good. What, I mean, this is just what we're saying here. I mean, Brad basically is just, mm -hmm. is saying here, you know, none of us were born with knowledge. It's all learned activity, which I think is really true as far as, what he's saying there. So, um, 
you know, and again, what Shofu's saying here as well, you know, true practical knowledge is different from theoretical knowledge. So, you know, mm-hmm. it totally goes along with what we're saying. I mean, Cully went down a whole rabbit trail with what we were trying to do today, but it's really important, I think, because it's just, um, you know, yeah, like you said, Casey, I mean, there's there's people out there that are saying things and it's it's not true and you, you've got to get the right knowledge. And it's great that you're doing that and you're bringing so much good information and you're trying to bring the right information to people. You know, even though you're not considering yourself a guru, I mean, commend you for that because your podcast. Well, and, is- and, and that is also, again, part of partnering with people. I think when you're working with somebody and you're showing them what you're doing, you're telling them why you're doing it and they can see what you're doing. They share your pain. Yeah. So now you're not into this vendor client relationship where it's, well, one of these leads coming. Well, what's happening? Why well, I'm paying you guys for this. When you have a relationship and it's a team, you're now working together. So they yep. can see, you know, you're trying as hard as you can. You're doing everything the way it's supposed to. You're dealing with all of the difficulties of having to go back and forth with Google, having to overcome all their algorithm changes, all these things. So that's what we try to do. We try to build that relationship. So we're working together with the client. They're not just sending us a check and they're going, where's my leads and where's my sales? That never works. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're so you're so right. You're so right. So just to kind of get back on track, because I know some, you know, some people here are, are well, looking at I this. To start this off with a question we didn't think of, if you don't mind, Foster. No, go ahead. What is that question? Casey, what is marketing? So, wow, that one, that's not on my list, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Casey. We certainly do appreciate it. Kelly's always good about it, throwing out the hardball questions to guests. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I've been we've been dealing with you know a lot of marketing departments, and I don't even think they realize what they're talking about when they're when we're talking about marketing their business for them. You know, products, services. You know, in regards to like whoever, whatever the manufacturer is, I don't think they're even thinking quite correctly in regards to what marketing is. So I want to hear from you, somebody who's been in the industry for years and decades, and you know, started at the bottom level at Yellow Pages and worked his way up to the top. Um, what is marketing? Well, let me let me um, let me think about a best way to answer that because I'm going to give you sort of the corporate answer, mm-hmm. which is again, I had a very large corporate structure nationwide, four thousand outside inside sales reps, and we had a marketing department and an advertising department that were always at odds with sales. So marketing, in in my estimation, is really all about bringing awareness of the company and the brand, bringing about knowledge in the marketplace, what they do, and then creating a connection between whether it's a B2B business-to-business connection, whether it's a B2C, a business-to-consumer connection, as, as we are talking about in pest control. Then when you combine that with the advertising sector, the advertising sector may be the creative side of it. So if Cully, if you and I are going to go create a campaign for um, rodents during the uh, winter season, the advertising portion may be the creative side of that. So the pictures, the images, what do we want it to look like? Whereas the marketing campaign side of it may be more of the research, the data, the personas, who are we going to show it to? What networks are we going to use? Are we going to use social media? Are we going to use Google? Are we going to go traditional? And you bring these entities together and you take this to market. Mm -hmm. And it's all done for the 
really the purpose of bringing about brand awareness and then bringing about a connection so that you are able to to get to garner those consumers when they're ready to buy something. Now, once upon a time before Google BG, you had the yellow pages and it was commonly referred to in those days as directional advertising, which mean which meant that now the consumer when they went somewhere, there's a lineup. So they went to the phone book, they opened up pest control, and here's 20 ads, one through 20, and you pick one, you call one, and, and you make a purchase. At that point, you're ready to buy. So you had a need. Now, if you now move forward and we talk pest control, we talk about marketing, we talk about Google, what you're looking for in simplistic terms from a marketing standpoint is I'm in Pismo Beach, I saw a spider in my closet. I went to the internet via my phone, probably maybe my desktop. I looked it up. I saw that there's Pest Posse 2 that has numerous good reviews. They do green quality, eco-friendly work. I make a call, I connect, and I say, hi, colleague, can you be out here next Tuesday? So in essence, all of that is the, is the marketing cycle that you're trying to create to put yourself in a position today, and it's often referred to now as inbound, where when they come out looking for you, you're there. There's another side, an entire side called outbound, where you can then try to be creative and go out and put yourself in front of people as well. So one of the better ones today, I think, is the United States Postal Service has what they call their direct door-to-door. So you can pick out postal routes, you can give the carrier a nice flyer, a nice full color flyer, and he delivers delivers it to each and every doorstep. So to, to step back a little bit, marketing is about the bringing about the awareness of your company and your brand, its unique sales proposition, or what makes you better than everybody else, taking that out into the marketplace, introducing it, and creating a mechanism whereby that audience or that consumer when they're interested can now connect with you that makes sense or is oh yeah yeah that totally makes sense yeah well because you clarified i think one of the big things is the difference between marketing and advertising right um that's what i think gets lost um so no it, it, it definitely does and when you're in a bigger company then you throw the sales group into there and all you do is have all of them fighting about why nobody's doing anything but mm-hmm. Um, again, and as you take it further, when you start to measure it, and what you're going to see, Coley, very quickly, and what you're doing is then you're going to have metrics you create to develop um, analytics that you want to be simple, that you can evaluate and say, okay, how, mu- how much of this did I need to do to get one lead? And how much did that cost? Right. And now I have a cost per lead. And how many leads do I now need to create a sale for that customer? And that becomes your sales acquisition uh, cost. Now, there's some industry standard numbers there. But what we want to do is we want to work with companies and clients that aren't looking to just fix the fact that they're not doing any good. Because there's probably a reason they're not doing any good to begin with. Right. What we want to do is find those that are enthusiastic, anxious, positive, 
and aggressive and want to go out and dominate in their local market. Yep. They don't understand why they're not number one. They don't understand why other people are coming up ahead of them and they want to fix that and they want to do the things that are necessary to do that. Those clients for us, that's our designated buyer persona, but they're hard to find as well. And the reason for that is that um, just in general, I think it's the 80-20 principle. There's those people that, you know, that want to get it done. And then there's those people that wonder what happened. And so anyway, <laughs> anyway we, you know, I didn't mean to digress. I'm doing a collie on you. But... <laughs> Hey, that's okay. It's all good stuff. No, I just wanted to add to it, you know, again, in that definition of marketing, marketing is really a lot of work and it's really an understanding of what you want to do and where you want to go and yep. putting that into a plan. And it's not a plan that you go get on the internet, you fill in the blanks and now you have a plan that looks good, but you really still don't understand what you're supposed to do. A plan that says today, when I wake up, I'm going to do these new two or three things. They're going to equal for me in the long term, more results, more awareness, more consumers. And then at the end of it, let me just say this. And then we again, I'll hand it back over. One of the things that we did in 2022, because we wanted to try to start offloading some of this. Some companies don't do a good job. And if they don't do a good job, all the marketing in the world, all it's going to do is you're really... You're going um, as fast as you can, just trying to replace the customers they're losing because their customers they're losing are not unhappy with them because they're not doing good work. So we're, we're just treading water. We're going all day, every day, trying to replace what they're losing, but growing, it's not happening. So I, I will say that to any of your listeners, you have to make that commitment to be a good company and do good work. You really do. If you don't, it won't really matter how good your marketing is. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, <laughs> that's one of the reasons we're here. That's one of the reasons we have our academy is because, you know, I get frustrated because some companies out there think their yearly training program is all they need. And it's like, you're, you know, we just did a webinar about how to set up a training program. And we went over the, what we'll call the learning pyramid and lecture when when any this is anybody it doesn't matter what level of intelligence or education or whatever when they walk out of that lecture in 24 to 48 hours they only remember five percent of it i know well how know. much do you think they're going to remember after a year no i like you know Tony, I, zero you know they won't and what happens is so we record calls and we do a little bit of training with their admin clerks and things and we, I even use a, an old role-playing technique called Ring Ring where we'll walk them through it and have them answer the phone, have them get embarrassed and struggle through it. But you're right. And then we record the calls with CallRail, and within two days they've just gone back to what they were doing, and it's just in one ear and out the other. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough if you don't have the wherewithal to make people do what you know you need them to do. Yeah. And, exactly exactly yeah uh, so when so when we're looking so casey you know when you're looking at this you know we're talking about marketing you know i think it's good we went over that as far as the definition i think that was good with what cully's saying but when you're really looking at this and companies are looking at setting up their 
their digital marketing campaign. I mean, what's really three things that they should be looking at with this? Um, you know, you, well, you, you, you've kind of gone over some things, but, you know. Well, yeah, I think it's actually, when you get into starting with a campaign, it's actually, in my mind, rather simple. And it's another one of these things the gurus want to make it look really complicated so they can fill you out this 20-page PowerPoint and go over it with you. It really is about um, knowing who the buyer persona is. A buyer persona is often referred to as an avatar. Once upon a time, they would refer to it as a target market, but it's really not more a mar target market any longer because now with um, online tools, you can really focus your message specifically to an individual. So, for example, in our case, in most pest control, we target a female, we'll target someone that's generally either going to be, I, I know we're not supposed to call them housewives anymore, so I don't know what you call them, but a housewife mm -hmm. type, the, the, the lady of the house, the person that's in charge. And then you'd identify what are referred to as pain points. Okay, pain point. So with Coley and with Pest Posse 2, for example, what we're really identifying as pain points is predominantly that woman. It doesn't have to really always be a woman, but it mainly is. But there's going to be some men as well that call. And they likely are a homeowner. They're maybe on the younger side. They maybe saw a spider in the closet and they want to get it treated. But they have a dog and they have a couple of kids. And they're nervous. I, you know, again, ideally so. I understand it. I mean, my son just had a little baby girl, and so I would would be a little worried when the pesticide guy comes around. I might take her and just skip out for the day. But these are real concerns, and those are called pain points. And then the pain points. What you do is you take those pain points and you create answers. The answers are whatever. Again, and this is what Cully is going to work on with his with his 60 second um, YouTube videos is to explain, here's what we're gonna do, here's what's different. We understand your concerns, we're gonna identify them, we're gonna have a solution for you, we're gonna put you at ease, we even have a comeback guarantee, whatever it is. That's your campaign. Now when we talked about the advertising, the creative side of it, now it's creating it, it's putting it together. You know, does Cully look good in his, um, brown um, shirt, and can we make that look good? Should we use somebody else? Is the message clean? Uh, should we present it with video? Should we present it with blog articles? Should we host a, a, a local discussion where we go live and we, and we invite some local people? So those are the kinds of things that create a successful um, marketing campaign for pest control or any very insti institutional kinds of issue that we want to answer. And then we'll take those, just take it a step further, give me an example, because this is a common mistake. So let's just say that that is what we decide we're going to do, is we're going to put a campaign for residential spider control together. And we want to center it around the fact that we create green, uh, we a treat with green eco-friendly products and we want to bring that to market we don't want one video one time in one place 
we want 15 pieces of content, maybe five blog articles, maybe five videos. Maybe we want to, like I said, do an interview testimonial style. We want to do multiple pieces of content. We call that a topic cluster. And the reason for that is for you to be able to get the credit from Google you deserve as a subject matter expert, you have to have a number of pieces of content on the same thing. And then preferably even that content most of the time goes to a unique landing page or a single place that we can link it to that um, both Facebook and Google and Bing for that matter can follow through and see and then grade you accordingly. Uh, I hope that makes sense. I didn't mean yep. that to sound complicated because it's not complicated. It's buyer no. persona, pain points, and solutions. You pick that your pain point, point you have that. and then you make five blog articles or five videos or whatever on that particular, you know, or different aspects of that pain point, right? That's what I'm that's, hearing. That's exactly right. Because again, with content, and we get back to gurus, I've been at this a really, really long time. And I cannot tell you, if Coley and I sit down tomorrow, we write 10 blog articles all about spider control. They're all similar, they're all a little different. We have a little different headline, a few different keywords, but they're all pretty much the same thing. We post them all. One will work better than all the rest. Yep. And I would love to tell you why. The fact of the matter is, I'm really not sure. Only Google knows because Google's algorithm is set up in some way that when it scans and crawls that information, it's gonna know that there's a number of them. It's gonna give me one of them that's the best, but I'm also gonna get the accumulation effect. So what, what, what I'm saying to you, and it, it actually frustrates me a little bit, and I've actually been in some Google forums where I've talked about it. This is what bugs me. Some of my, what I would consider to be my weakest content, which dates all the way back to maybe 2012 when I was really just starting and didn't really know what I was doing and just sort of blindly writing. Because some of our best articles in 2018, 2020, 2022, at this point now we maybe have 40 or 50 articles in this particular category. So we have high domain authority. So now what happens though is some of those older articles show up ahead of my newer articles. And I'm like, what the hell? The stuff I'm writing now is better than what I wrote eight years ago. Yep. But because of it, you'll see this. I mean, you can go anytime and just look up um, how much money should I spend in the yellow pages? It's an old article. I wrote it way back in the days when everybody was bailing out of the yellow pages and didn't know what to do. It ranks number one. But I really, I have better stuff now that I wish would come up ahead of that. But that's part of the learning curve with Google, which never changes. But right. that's oh, yeah. how you do it. You go get that buyer persona. You go identify those pain points for that individual. You write solutions, suggestions, and supportive material to that person. You write a lot of it. And all of a sudden, you show up for everything related to that search in your market. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's so, really good. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And it actually helps me because I was writing, I'm writing these little scripts for these videos and I was missing the point and I was writing one on ants, one on spiders, one on roaches, one on rats, you know, and I have to go back, not that I'm going to bump the rest of them, but I'm going to go back and focus on one topic and then I'll focus on another topic 
and then we'll move on from that, you know, and move on from there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so you get a call. I mean, it's kind of on our point, self-serving, because we have a lot of clients that want to do horizontal. So, in other words, we'll do 20 videos, but we'll do one on each. None mm. of them works. So they think it doesn't work and they stop doing video. Yep. Or had they done those same 20 videos all on ant control, they'd be popping up all over the place. And now they would be willing to spend whatever time or money it takes to go to, to 20 more now for cockroaches and 20 yep. more now for rodents. So we do it that way to make sure that they get enough content on a topic that they see the value and see it work. Right. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. And that so, totally makes sense doing that. So focus we're kind of talking on about more of our social media, but in a sense, but also just this is more of an SEO issue, you know, um, to get us to the front. But what about the website? Right. I think is that one of the things you typically kind of start with is you you want to you want to get the website set up a particular way. And um, why is that? What, what, why do you typically want to redo the website every time? I think some people have a problem with that because like for me, I'm not saying I had a problem with it. I expected it, but I had, I thought I had a good website, but it wasn't performing either. No. Well, let me, so let me, let me put this out there. We're going, it's real fun. We got a fun account. We just got out of Alabama right now. And every discussion we have, the entire family shows up. And they're literally at a table. And so mm -hmm. it's me and maybe one of my team members. We're talking nine people on this very issue. And what I've tried to say to them, and I don't think, again, I've got to be careful. I don't have maybe a Southern personality. I don't really care what your website looks like at all. When we look at a website, we don't look at it visually. We look at it productively. And so yep. we're looking at, does it rank? Does it rank by pages? Are the page titles right? Are the URLs right? Is it doing anything? Almost invariably, when we get most of our clients, no. But you have to be real careful because maybe their cousin or their sister or even their daughter built it. Yep. So let's talk about for a minute, what should a website be? What should it be? It's not a brochure. It's not a calling card. It's not a coffee table book. What is it? It's a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And you have to evaluate it like that. How many leads does this sales rep bring me every week? How many sales do I get each week? How many sales do I get each month? And when you look at it, what you'll find is, much like me, you're not going to care that much anymore what it looks like. And secondly, you've got to say, does it work on mobile? Was it built at a time when mobile responsiveness was top of the list? Because in pest control nowadays, upwards of 75% or more, many of ours are more, all of that activity is coming from mobile. So here you are, you're sitting down with a client and you're building this beautiful, wonderful desktop version of their website that less than 20% are really going to use and 80% are going to be on the little mobile device. So what when when we really go in to analyze a website all we're looking at is its structure its code and what is referred to as its cascading style script css and how google when google ranks and indexes it how are they going to see that and interpret what's on that page okay 
Now, with that, obviously, the client has to like it. They have to, oh, you know, it's got to be the right picture. It's got to show their truck, whatever. But when we go in and we and we when we look at the website, invariably we find out it doesn't really work. It's a cheap WordPress theme. It's just not. It's not done right. It's not optimized right. For most of our clients, that's the biggest gulp because they find out you know it's going to cost anywhere from three thousand to maybe eight thousand dollars to build a real nice website that's structured right. It's got good content. It's got good optimization. And that's got the sufficient number of pages they need to rank and index throughout the market they want to serve for all the things they want to serve within that. Now that's that's a long answer. Well, let me let me see if I can shorten it for you. So one of the things I'm hearing um, is you're not necessarily just talking to a client. You're talking to a Google algorithm. Right. That's, because that's exactly the, right client never sees it the potential client never sees it it's completely worthless as a salesperson right so That's correct so when you come in you're looking at will the google algorithm or will the bing algorithm or will the whatever algorithm of that search engine will it see it and where will it see it right it's going to see it and then it's going to rank it is it going to yeah. rank it a thousand i mean my page didn't even show up most of the time. <laughs> I'd search, I'd even search Pest Posse too, and all I would get is Pest Posse. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Um, and uh, so, you know, and with that said, I'm now going to give you the big reveal. We released my, Casey's team released my website less than a month ago. And I'm already on the first page. I just searched this morning Pest Control in Pismo Beach which is where I live, and I'm on page one. I have never been on page one. <laughs> well, <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the content yet. I mean, well, you know, fully. Well, and here's the thing with your website and what you'll understand over time, you'll also end up on page one for all the target pests because this is the other misnomer. When I said earlier, it's not a brochure. So mm -hmm. many... Um, Website owners think that people are going to come to their homepage, they're going to read it all, they're going to now go and navigate through the whole site and look at all the pages and read all the... It doesn't work like that at all. Your website is only just a holding place for all those pages. When you're out on the internet and you're actually seeking information, we want that one page that relates to that one query to match up, and that's all they see on your website. So we may have 75 or 80 pages, but they're only to be seen one page at a time for one specific search query, which may be ants, it may be cockroaches, it might be rodents. It might just be that I want to know who does green pest control in my market. That's really important you understand that. So it's almost backwards of how most people think it would be working. Yeah. Really coming in the back door to that one page that relates to that search query and we want to make sure there's enough information, content, keywords, et cetera, so that on that one query, when it comes up down in your Southern Slow County marketplace, that the right person sees it and connects with you. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's so important with that and everything. And that just kind of makes sense with that, with the whole website and everything that you want to do that. Again, it's just 
-hmm. a lot of that's Google and stuff. And that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to optimize that for that, for Google to pick that up and that algorithm to pick that up. And that's what's hard for some people to pick up. And yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting what you mentioned, Casey. It's like, yeah, you got to be careful when you're talking to companies and you're telling them you got to redesign the website and everything because, yeah, they might get a little offended because, yeah, it was it was built by, you know, Cousin Sally or, you know, you know, Uncle Tom or whatever, you know, and they, they don't want to hear it that it needs to be redone. But, you know, it's important to understand that, that it's it's probably got to be redone. And there, there's a reason for it. Um, no, and it's all because you're trying to get good search results for for that target market you're looking at. That's the key. And if people thought about a website as a series of one page flyers, they would understand it a little better. But also what's hard is that when the print industry, and I was a part of the print industry, when it kind of started to slow down and ultimately almost collapse, all of those graphic designers out there had to figure something to do. Yep. So they went and made the switch into website design. Well, what is a graphic designer? They're, they're all visual. Mm -hmm. And so to support graphic designers, all these, you know, sort of quick coding companies out of other countries created all these cool looking WordPress themes and they put them up on places like Theme Monster and they look pretty good. And you can go in and just plug and play and you can put a website up in a week. And what you don't see though is the internal, what we're talking about, which is all the JavaScript, the HTML, the CSS, all the code that Google's now gonna read. So you can give somebody a good looking website and they think, oh, well, my site looks good. There's nothing wrong with it. This conversation we're having, as you can imagine, one of the tricks of uh, for us is to figure out how do I get Johnny, the former pest control technician, now pest control owner, to sit down with me and really understand this to a level that they say, okay, yeah, we need to do this without feeling like they're getting their leg yanked on when it's a lot of techno mumbo jumbo. And they've all they've, their background may have only been buying yellow page ads or getting ripped off by these guys that are sending them an email every day. Mm -hmm. So the key for us is what's happening with Coley right now. What, what we are in the process of using StreamYard software ourselves to do, which is to take those stories out to the average pest control owner to say, look, let us show you how to do this. We know how to do it. Cause that's a hard place to get, as you know, with any company, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're representing another company to earn that trust where they say, okay, just go get this done. Yeah. Right. But, but it's got to get done that way. If it doesn't, now you're just like they say, right? You're winking in the dark. You know what you're doing. Nobody else knows what you're doing. Or you got a beautiful billboard, but it's in the Sahara Desert, so nobody can see it. Exactly. You get your mainstream, page by page, showing up in your local market for the things you do for it to work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. No, I think that's really good. Yeah. So one of the questions that I I learned about early on when I'm talking to digital marketing companies and I'm interviewing them to um, you know take over my marketing for me. Uh, because I'm very big on delegation. I know what I'm good at and marketing is not one of them. Um, and that is when you're done creating this website for me, for, I mean, I already know the answer obviously, but um, for any of your clients who owns that website, 
So that that's a good question, and and um, you do is the answer from me to you, from our company to you. Mm-hmm. In most cases, you do not. You have to be careful because you don't find out until, until you want to make a change or something else. Mm-hmm. There's a movement right now in pest control where there's been a lot of the large software companies that have acquired some of the major marketing players, brought them in-house, and now what they want to do is they want to bring all of your marketing in-house. So they want to own and have your URL. They want to build your website and have complete control and access over it. They want to manage and monitor all your Google paid ads and local service ads from their dashboard. And then they send you this complicated um, quarterly report that has a bunch of numbers on it that you can't verify. So Mm -hmm. what am I saying? This month, we had an extremely crazy month. We onboarded six clients. This month, I'm talking about January, even though I know it's now February 6th. So January has actually now rolled into February as we're trying to finish up. Why has that been? Three or four, and I won't even name names, of these companies that have done this where they've been Mm -hmm. bought out, they've now gone back to their clients and they've said, we need you to sign all this and sign this, and we're now going to raise your rates. And now in addition to that, everything else we do for you, every time you send a text message, every time you send this, that's going to be a nickel, a dime, five cents. And so they've now sought out a different kind of a, an opportunity, which has become us in a lot of, in these cases I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is we build your website, you buy the hosting, we use, we recommend WP Engine, and we place it there. It's your account, it's in your name. You set us up as an admin. You could later take us out and put your, your cousin in there or whatever you want to do. And that is the same for all your Google properties, all your social media properties, your website, your website hosting, your domain host, all of it is in your name. We will even go so far when we're all done with it as to have a good credential list for you that would give you on a Google Doc so you don't lose it all. And later you can remember how to log in. Um, that's really important to um, those of you that are listening. And I went through this even in my early days at the end of my career with the Yellow Pages when they were trying to become a digital company, trying to build websites, they're actually outsourcing all of this stuff to India. They're grabbing the URLs. Then when these poor people said, I want out, I want to build my own, the process that they had to go through to get their own property back was ridiculous. And it's getting close to that in many of these companies in the pest control industry. So be very, very careful with that. Ask them uh, if, if, I do this website with you. Who owns the content? Who owns all of the images, everything on it? If I decide to go with somebody else, can I use this? Can I have it? Is it all mine? Do I have to build it again? What's the story? Where does it say that in this 80-page contract? Find those things out because it'll protect you later. I mean, again, um, all good things sometimes have to come to an end. And when they do, you want to have a prenuptial agreement and an understanding of how you get out of this thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just sort of my consumer beware message, but it's very important right now in in the marketplace today because this is all happening right now as we're talking. Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. is. And this, and this is where we're talking to a lot of companies. And this is one thing that, 
that I've stressed with them over the years as far as, you know, when they start having this shiny, you know, new marketing company knock on their door saying they're going to give them all these results. And this is, this is Casey, this is something I've been touting for years. And I know I've mentioned this to Cully too, is yeah, you got to make sure that you're protected. You got to make sure you ask questions just because they're going to be able to do your, you know, supposedly your SEO and build your website and get you all this content and get you at page one that, you know, now they're just going to grab everything. And I, and I think it's tough because some companies are getting burned and stuff and they're not asking the right questions. And I think they just need to slow down and nothing is, nothing is an immediate fire that needs to be put out. And you need to ask the questions, like you said, where is it in that contract that you're signing? Where does it show that you own the URL where you own, you know, um, the, the pictures, the content, words. Like yeah, yeah. It's really important with that. So, um, well, and a perfect example of that is, uh, I had a previous company doing all that for me and they, I owned the website, I owned the URL, but they moved it to their servers in Bend, Oregon, I think it was. Casey found it, I couldn't find it. Casey was able to get it back and we put it, you know, on the, um, the hosting, um, you know, organization that he recommended. And then, you know, I was able to set up a new username, password, uh, Casey walked me through how to set them up as an admin and we're ready to go. And I have all that information. And well, yeah, uh, you, well, you now actually control it. You could go in and yeah, remove us as an admin right, whenever exactly. you wanted. Whereas before I had no control. I could not get a hold of the company because, you know, Casey always kind of talks about these millennials and coming in. And the reality is, is they don't want to talk on the phone. And so they have their yeah. whole company set up so you can't talk to anybody on the phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right, so. Well. And then they don't if they don't respond to you via email or text or whatever, then you're screwed. I'd call yeah. that company several times and I'm not getting anything back because I canceled and they weren't making money from me anymore. Yeah. Well, no, uh, they just didn't want to deal with you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, you got, like, I've told you guys, I mean, I've got my two sons working here and they're in their thirties and I've almost had to beat them over the head to get them to understand. We don't do business that way here. It's not text and email. That's how everyone gets confused or misunderstood. You get on the phone, you call them up, and you say, hey, Collie, look, let's, let me just make sure I understand exactly what you want to get done here. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay, good. I'm going to do that. I'll get back to you then. Do you understand? Do you have any more questions? Goodbye. And, and it's just sad. You're right. Everything now is – let me give you an example how far this has gone. So we need a new content writer. And we're in the market right now. And if you're listening and you write content for pest control, give me a call. So I get a young man. We're in Las Vegas. He's at a UNLV. He wants to do an internship. And so I ask him, write me a couple of pieces. And here's some examples. And he writes them. And they're actually pretty good, but they sound kind of blasé, institutional, almost like a class report, which is okay because we can, I can work with someone. Oh, you can work with him, yeah. So I get to talking to him. And where it's it's becomes obvious to me in a very short period, he doesn't understand what he wrote. <laughs> and I'm That's trying horrible. to understand, well, and I'm trying to question this guy. How did you write this if you don't know what it means? Yep. He finally comes around and admits to me that him and the guys, what they do in college now is they use artificial intelligence writers. It's gonna say, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he's using Jasper and he's going and he's just putting in a subheading and saying write me an article it writes him an article he sends it to us 
says, look at how good I write now. So now I've got to now put on my question or disclaim it. Don't use artificial intelligence. We want to evaluate your real writing, not yep. what Jasper wrote. Anyway, yeah, it's um, it's crazy. I don't know how I got down that rabbit hole. No, no. Well, this is the same kind of thing. The only thing I want to say is I have had numerous communications with Brett, your son, and um, some of those are email and some of those are phone, and that goes both ways, right? He'll call me sometimes. We were in Ve- we were in Vegas for the Nevada Pest Control Convention. We're walking back to our room, and he's calling me because he needs something, and we were able to get it dealt with. In, I think the call log said it was under two minutes. I mean, it yep. was just, you know, it was appropriate. It needed to be done. We needed to get it to move forward, and so we did it. Um, well, and I bet you that would have taken ten emails, six text messages, right? Exactly. Yeah. And if it was email, I mean, I'm in a completely, the way my mind works, I was in a completely different state. And so I wasn't even looking at my emails at that point. You know, I checked them earlier in the day. And at that point I wasn't going to be looking at emails. And so it would have not gotten done. Exactly. So it was great to be able to have that access. I have his cell phone. I have your cell phone. Uh, I can contact you guys if I need to, whatever preference I have. And that's what I like. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's, it's old fashioned and I like it too. So, yeah, yeah but well, it's like you said, it, it allows you to get appropriate communication because um, the majority of communication is is ver- is nonverbal, it's tone, it's all these things you don't get from, from text. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need to pick up the phone and just uh, make a call because sometimes that will be quicker so yeah well this is you know this has been great i mean there's some stuff we wanted to touch on today but you know we're kind of gotten long on this uh, and we like to keep the this uh these live streams here right. about an hour and we're we're a little over an hour with this but casey i mean once again just providing phenomenal information for hopefully for everyone out there i think it's been phenomenal information like i said we're definitely going to have casey back in another three months talk about what's been going on with the pest policy two marketing campaign using Rhino and everything. We'll have a uh, link to Rhino in the description here of this live stream and the podcast and everything. That way you guys can go and contact them, get your marketing campaign started with them because they're going to do a phenomenal job. And like we said, we've already gotten some results with the with the Pest Posse too. So Casey, you know, just thank you so much for for being here today and just imparting your your knowledge and your wisdom to everybody. I think it's been great. And we, we really certainly do appreciate it. You know, so uh, thank you so much. No, thank you guys for having me. It's been good as usual. I'll have a deck that I'll send over to you for this next meeting we have so we can share some numbers, statistics, mm-hmm. you know, some visuals right. so people can get a good feel what's happening with the Pest Posse too. That'll be good. Yeah, That'll I think good. that would be I think that would be great. And so, let's see, we had one we had one comment. Great information on the video. That was uh Brad. He's been watching the whole thing. So you're welcome, Brad. Great. Uh, glad it was some good information for you. So we certainly do appreciate it. And just appreciate everybody watching today. So, Colleen, so the I only disclaimer to- I want to throw out there is Casey and his team never, ever guaranteed me to be on the first page in the first month. Because typically it takes a few months for stuff like that to happen. I'm actually putting that to the fact that probably most of my competition doesn't know how to make a website work. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get up to the front even before I've done my part and gotten all the uh, YouTube blo- uh, vlogs together and going. So 
Um, but I'm still completely stoked and excited for the results. And I'm very grateful I made the decision I made. And I appreciate um, you guys all over there at Rhino. Um, and Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. And hopefully we'll have you on a lot of page ones before this thing's over. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks everyone again for watching. And Cully, what do you tell everybody at the end of all of our episodes? Well, never forget, pest control is an adventure. So get out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest Posse. This has been a production of the Pest Posse. Be sure to follow Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform. For great video content, be sure to subscribe to the free Pest Posse TV membership available at PestPosseTV.com. Follow the Pest Posse on social media and tell your friends, colleagues, and everyone else you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content they provide. Remember that pest control is an adventure, so go out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest Posse.